Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Hey there, it's Devin with a quick note telling you about a live event that the Bay is hosting on Monday, January 25th at 6 p.m. I'll be on Zoom with KQED reporters to talk about some of the Bay Area's biggest stories coming up in 2021. Kind of think of it as a roadmap for local news this year. It'll be fun. We'll take your questions and talk about the year ahead. You could sign up for this free event at the link in our episode notes or go to kqed.org slash events. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. So one thing I really appreciate about Bay Area musicians out there is how they rep the Bay, both on and off the mic. That's why I want to share this episode of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. It features MC Nappy Nina, and she's the kind of artist who's honest and vulnerable and educating the world through her work. And honestly, I feel like we all deserve some inspiration at the end of this week. So let me pass it off to Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of Right Now-ish. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Welcome to Right Now-ish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. This year, we're going to remix things a little bit. This is the first episode in a four-part series highlighting musical artists that I know that I think you should know. We're going to be doing a few different series giving shine to all sorts of creators this year, but I thought it'd be great to start off with some quality stories and good music. I know you love me, I know I love you, I love that shit Only love me when love seems to handle it Came into rooms without having my candle lit is flames soon too soon like I can't manage it So, first up is Nappy Nina An MC who lives in Brooklyn but was raised in Oakland She misses tacos, she hates the term femsy And after dropping multiple projects last year Nina is on the verge of releasing even more music All of that and more in a few beats Let's get into it. Your music is awesome. It's it's jazzy. It's poetic. It's boom bap. How would you describe your music? Yeah, those three descriptions are pretty on point. I think. I think I have my own sound. I don't think there's a rapper that you can say I sound like um, directly or who sounds like me. So I'm proud of that. 
How do I tell these niggas they should buy up all of my shit? I hate smelling like dank all in the mall, trying to cop kicks. Mall cop caught me all in the stall, trying to take flicks. I'm just trying to be famous like the spine of Will Smith. Thoughts while going in. To have a unique sound is awesome. Where does it come from? What influenced you? Oh, I mean, I think my sound definitely comes from the Bay, from home, but like also my time in New York. Like I've been here for eight, nine years now. The hustle, the, the pace of the city and all that, like my sound comes from my favorite rappers, a lot of them from Brooklyn and a lot of them from Oakland. Okay, so for folks who've never been to East Oakland, Oakland before your Oakland, how did it influence you? What did you see out there that made you grow into the artist that you are today? I mean, one of the main influences that I had growing up in East Oakland is um, just spending a lot of time with my pops, who's really a community man. He has a couple radio shows. I'm Greg Bridges, your host for the next couple of hours, bringing you the music, the words, and all the messages within. We just heard from... He's just really connected to a lot of folks in Oakland, and I think seeing that has made me want to carry on that tradition within my own work. At listener-supported radio, KPFA. Shout out to Pops, Greg Bridges, deep into the jazz game. Did he put you on any jazz artists that stuck with you? <laughs> he tried to put me on so much jazz when I was younger, and I, I was so reluctant. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I kicked and screamed about it often. Like uh, I was in the jazz band in middle school. I played upright bass, and I hated it at the time. And now I'm just like, yo, why did I just stick with it? That would have been ill. I could see it in middle school, upright bass, like the, the bass is probably as big as you, right? Like, exactly. I had to carry it all around. Like it was just hella inconvenient. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm sure some of it seeped through, right? Definitely. And I mean, now I have a deep, deep appreciation for that. What do you have coming out soon? Um, I'm working on a project with my homegirl, Jay Words, who's this crazy producer from uh, Jersey and... It's called Double Down, and it's a, it's a lot different than I think a lot of stuff that I've been putting out. Um, it's a lot of faster, dancier tracks that were a little bit hard for me to rap to in the beginning. I'll be up at 4 a.m. boning friends, lonely amends in my skin. If only I give in, I'd probably heighten my winds. Strikes tight in my skin, hope mics brighten my Just having to wrap my mind around that and create something that didn't uh, feel comfortable for me at first was really exciting and I'm excited about how it all sounds. And you're getting recognition for your work. How does it feel to have uh, write-ups on like the Grammys website and and just to be in the spotlight, get support from Bandcamp? How does it feel? It feels crazy and also I feel like I'm probably not taking enough time to actually think about what's happening um, or like live in this moment. I've been rapping for a long time so this getting this recognition is always something that I Wanted to happen. I didn't really expect it to happen. But now that it's happening, it is really exciting. I wish that it would change the money in my pockets. But like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that comes later. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Can't pay rent with shout outs, right? It's straight up. <laughs> it's beautiful. But yeah, you know. And I mean, with the, the financial side of things, you you're, you're, you're pretty open about finances like in your raps yeah this the anthem for the mumbling man for the hungry homies who hustle because ain't no other plan be an understatement if i told you that i overstand trying to back the beat but my drum you mentioned you know like paying rent like on twitter yeah you talk about like getting health care like how do you find yourself to be so vulnerable and open about something like finances i mean i think the real thing is like we're all in the same boat like it's not just me it's like everybody around me is struggling the same way that i am I think I should just speak to what's really going on for people.
people, especially black people, especially black queer people right now, like we're all struggling and shit is fucked up. Like, and I have no problem talking about that. No, very, it very much so makes you more relatable. Yeah. Still silly me, poppin' kicks it on the mountain shit. Come to counters with some counter off a counterfeit. Off the cuff, save a good buck. I couldn't count on it. Sell a good bluff, throw a good blow below the belt, but hit the buckle. These niggas ain't with the scuffle. Got plans inside the devil. Pack that shit away. Now Speaking of keeping it a buck on social media, there's this thing that you do of uh, calling out men C's. Yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? Oh man, one day I was just talking to my manager like I'm I'm so frustrated with the female MC list and I've been on this rampage for a long time. Nobody is like, yo, so I know they're a rapper, but uh, they're a man. So like, just, you know, give them a break. Like there's no qualifiers for dudes like that. And it's fucking ridiculous that eight out of 10 times somebody wants to give me props. It's on some, yeah, but like she's an elf MC, you know what I mean? Like, so it's. I hate it. Qualifiers. Yeah. Have you seen any progress in this conversation? Not really in the conversation, I guess, in the mainstream, but definitely in the underground, I guess, a little bit. And it's not really in the conversation. It's more so in the acts. There's less of a division in some underground scenes between men and people who don't identify as that. It kind of feels like a more even playing field within the more recent years, definitely. In the underground, but not in the mainstream? Yeah, not really the mainstream, but we know like the mainstream is like here to serve a different purpose. You think it's like that mainstream side of things is more so serving a corporate bottom line? Definitely, 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 and probably always will. I saw something you did recently with, is it called Flocabulary? Yeah, Flocabulary, yeah, that was dope. Uh, it's an illustrated piece where you laid down some bars uh, in recognition of Toni Morrison, correct? Yeah. How'd that come to be? So Flocabulary is like a dope app and tool for teachers um, to teach students like about all type of different subjects through hip hop. And they reached out to me and they had this Toni Morrison piece in mind. And um, they had like kind of bullet points of what they wanted to touch on within uh, Toni Morrison's life. And so I wrote like verse two verses and a hook. If there's a book you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, you must write it. If you surrender to the air, you can write it. Don't try to fight it. Your story is worth more than your silence. More than your silence. Uh, if there's a book you want to read. Last I heard, the program was sold to like all of LA public schools. So to think that like a lot of young Cali kids are learning about Toni Morrison through me just like makes me smile to the, to the end. Like, yeah. I was like, wait, I get to be like the rap Bill Nye? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> in 1931 in Ohio, Chloe Woodford was born. Her baptismal name was Anthony, so she took the nickname Tony. She loved reading. Yeah, that, that's awesome that you know that your name is getting out there to that point, that people pull you into those type of projects. Definitely. Um, I got to ask you about one of my favorite tracks that I've heard from you recently on Dumb Doubt, 2019 release, <laughs> uh, Good To Me. That joint is just is smooth. The production is just jazzy. Um, bring me into your thinking on that track. Yeah, that song was a fluke. Like that song, uh, <laughs> I was in the studio at like 8 a.m. Like going to help my friend like move some stuff and. He shared a studio with Nick Hakim, who's an amazing everything, just amazing mus musician. And um, 
he was like, yo, like, I'm trying to get on the album, like, what's good? And uh, <laughs> he just starts playing me beats, like, mad early. So he played me that beat, and I just really, really loved it. And I think I wrote to it, like, instantly. Manage my feelings, made a fool of myself. The mouthpiece got me really full of myself. Just way too cool, jealous, fool by myself. Guess I'll break all the I was going through romantic distress, I guess, when I wrote it. It was easy for me to tap into that. I feel like it encapsulates what I think when I think of your music. Like I said, the jazz, jazziness, the poetic, the boom bap. It's it's a groove, definitely. You mentioned uh, that song being a, a bit of a, a release. Um, do you use your music as a catharsis? Oh yeah, always, always. I don't know if it's like the healthiest thing, but I also I always feel like when I'm not feeling great, then I know that I can probably write some good shit. <laughs> definitely. I struggle with that, of putting myself out there. Uh, do you have any tips for people who are, like, maybe scared to release their vulnerabilities? Mm. I would just say that it's all going to come out somehow. Like, they may come out, you know, with somebody else or, like, deep in those moments when you're by yourself. Like, they're always going to find you. And for me, this kind of just seems like the easiest way to deal with it. And I think when I put it on the page or put it in a song or something, I can decipher what's real and what's not easier. Um, and I don't just drive myself crazy. Speaking of inspiration, do you ever feel like uh, you miss East Oakland? All the time, every day. What? I miss home so much, it's crazy. Um, I wish that East Oakland and Brooklyn could exist closer to each other. Because uh, I really miss my family and just my people. And there ain't nothing like Oakland. Like, keep it a, keep it a hundred. Like, there is no place like Oakland. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lately it's been hard knowing I'm from better weather, but it's ground time. Ain't no gully than gritty word to curm. Because these niggas gon' figure deal me. I'm stuck though. From East Oakland, so I am cutthroat. What's up though? My main opponent got me a job. One thing also that I miss about Oakland is the food. It's not the same here. And I'm, I don't want this interview to just be a bash on Brooklyn because I love Brooklyn. But the food, yo, like, y'all don't know nothing about produce out here, son. I'm trying to tell you. East Oakland, <laughs> Bay, Cali. Yo, when I start buying avocados out here for, like, $2.50 each, I just, I wanted to lose it. I don't understand, like... That's hella funny. <laughs> Not a fan of the bodega, you know? You know I mean, like, yo, it's a totally different culture, right? I'm just smoking in Berkeley. Brooklyn broccoli is dirty green. Produce hella gully. I'm just trying to get my health on. When the boys come knocking, you know I'm going to get my stealth on. Uh, Nappy Nina, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to the new release. Best of luck on your craft. Thank you so much for having me. This is a dream for a Bay Area kid, you know? KQED life. I'm stuck, though. I'm East Oakland, so I am cut, though. What's up, though? Here's the Nappy Nina, wishing you all the best in your craft. And I'm definitely looking forward to more social media jokes, as well as quality music that I can ride to. I suggest you all out there check out Nappy Nina's work. You can find her music on just about any popular music platform by searching for Nappy Nina. And you can also find her on Twitter or Instagram at Nappy, N-A-P-P-Y, underscore Nina, N-I-N-A. The producers behind this episode are Julie Chang and Marisol Medina Cadena. Our editor is Jessica Plachik. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Engagement team is Kiana Mogadam, Lena Blanco, and Sarah Pineda. 
KQED execs are Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, inviting you to tell a friend about this series that we've got going. I hope you all enjoy. Thank you for listening. Peace. Right Now-ish is a KQED production. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts.